Good morning, church family and ministry friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. And I'm so glad that you are here today. Praise God. Now, before we jump into today's message, let's jump into the Word of God and receive the tithes and offerings, something special I would like to share with you. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24 and drop down to one verse, verse 14. This, of course, is Jesus talking. He said, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Well, my friends, the planet is a pretty big place, and right now in the earth we are well over 8 billion people in population. But Jesus says that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. Now, when this great evangelistic work, when this great commission is fulfilled, then, and not until, then the end will come. So I do believe personally, there are a couple of scriptures that are still not yet fulfilled concerning the Lord's imminent return. Praise God. So until then, what does it mean? We've got a lot of work to do. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Well, let me share just for a moment about the pure gold television program. And uh, uh, on Wednesdays, Every Wednesday at 2.30 afternoon, we are on God TV, and that's on DirecTV channel 365, as well in over 200 nations of the world. That one network, my friends, reaches over 1.1 billion people. And I'm so happy to be on God TV because it's growing exponentially. Actually, it's now past 1.1 because I know some other Tremendous outreaches, uh, other satellites that it's connected to. It's getting larger all of the time. We're also on GB, GEB America Monday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. Again, that's on DirecTV also, but channel 363. So DirecTV is nationwide, nationwide satellite. But here's what's interesting with GEB. We're also... Uh, while we're on GB, uh, GEB America, we are also on GEB Asia. And this is carried on a satellite called AsiaSat 5, which is the most watched English language satellite in that region of the world. And it covers all the way from India. This is astounding. It covers all the way from India down to New Zealand and all in between. So it actually reaches the most densely populated region of the world. And on that one network, we are reaching over 2 billion souls. So right now we're already beyond 3 billion that we're reaching multiple times every single week with multiple broadcasts. And this is all because of your gracious giving. We're also on Holy Land Broadcasting, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Mondays at 1030 at night, uh, Israeli Standard Time. And that is broadcast as a television, traditional television tower station out of Bethlehem. It overlooks the field where Ruth and Boaz met. 
And that reaches all of the Gaza Strip, reaches all the way to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and throughout the Negev. Praise God. We're also on, uh, this is WMYT TV. That would be Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as WBPI TV 49, and that is out of Augusta, Georgia. And they have also expanded to nine other television stations. We're on Dominion TV Network three times every week. And we're on ISN at Supernatural Network twice every week. Praise God. And my friends, that's all because of your generous support and giving. At this time, we are in a place where we need to record our next session of programs. And this will cover a half year of programs. And here's the thing. I'm going to do it all in three days. Praise God. That's what we do. We go to the studio in Charlotte. Uh, we have our own custom set there. We've got four high end Ursa 4k cameras. Uh, it is done state of the art production. And, uh, I just teach all day long and doing one show after another, one show after another, and we'll record an entire half year of TV my friends in only three days. Yes. After the three days, I usually need a little break, <laughs> but in order for us to do that and get back into the studio and record these brand new programs for a half a year, the cost is $26,000. And I'm asking that as we are approaching the conclusion, my friends of this year, that you would do something special to join with me on the front lines of sending the gospel to all of the world, preaching it to all nations as a witness and of, of Christ's resurrection and that Jesus saves. And then when we're all done, amen, when all the other ministers have done their part, but we do our part and everybody has heard, then the Lord can return. Praise God. But I want to encourage you to sow something special because Television, satellite television, global television is still the means by which God places you right on the front lines of ministry involvement. So you might not be able to go to Singapore or, or India or Australia and all of these other places where we're speaking into these nations, but through your giving, you can send the message and I can't do it without you. You can send the message of faith and a close walk with God and how a person can walk in victory. That is a believer. You can help me send it all over the world. Praise God. Now, we're, we, of course, are going to receive the tithes, but I want you to pray about sowing a special seed so that we can meet this $26,000 budget to record a half year of high-quality, pure gold television programs. Now, in order to do that, all you have to do, uh, there's two ways. Number one, you can go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. And go to the top. I have my iPad. This is so easy to do. Just go to the top and you see the link that says give online. And you click that little tab that says give online. And it says tithes and offerings. You can click tithes and offerings. Praise the Lord. And then it brings you to a drop down menu that says fund. F-U-N-D. You can touch that. And there it is. Pure Gold TV program. And perhaps... You would like to do something special. You might say, well, Pastor Stephen, I want to build a memorial in heaven. I want to do something special because 
of the power of Christian television and reaching over 3 billion people every single week. Pastor Stephen, I want to be a part of that. Well, my friends, sow and do your very best. You might even want to do something special. It could be that somebody says, I want to take a big chunk of that, Pastor Stephen. It could be that maybe somebody might get so happy in the spirit that you say, Pastor Stephen, I'll, I'll take care of it so that you can record a whole year. Okay, that would be what, $52,000? And that doesn't cover airtime, but it covers first class. Uh, I tell you what, when we record these programs, it is high level. It takes, it takes at least 12 people. You've got people on cameras. You've got people in sound. You have lighting. There's a lot going on. You have engineers. Uh, it takes a lot to pull it off. And I admit that Christian television, it's not cheap. But every month, we are paying for this airtime. They're, they're big bills, but we're paying for it every month. Your support is there. God's faithfulness is uh, it's there every single time. But my friends, we also need to get some new programs out. And so I'm trusting God for 26, and I believe that we could do even more. But I want to ask you to do something special, even as we're coming into the end of the year, and perhaps something good has happened. You had a breakthrough. You had a blessing. You got a bonus. Something wonderful happened. <laughs> or, or you might be in a place where there is a challenge, and you need to sow a miracle seed to get a breakthrough. I want to present this opportunity to you to help me meet this budget of $26,000 to record brand new Pure Gold Television programs. Praise God. Now, if you want to mail a check-in, you can do so. Just send it to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. The zip code is 28654. And just write on the check or the cashier's check, or whatever the offering is, just write Pure Gold TV. Woo, praise God. And we'll use it. We'll use it. And I'll give you an update. I'll give you a report because I'm ready to call down there to the studio and get it booked. Praise God. And uh, get back into the studio again. From the depths of my heart, I want to say thank you because I cannot do it without you. You are God's frontline workers. <laughs> and you really are. When you sow into this, this is frontline. These are being broadcast out of Israel. These are being beamed down by satellites, powerful satellites <laughs> over uh, the area of Asia. And they all, you know, it's amazing how many Asian people speak English. And many actually are very fluent in it. But that is the number one satellite that they're all watching, and we're on it. Praise God. So I just want to stir you up because there are those you, you might think in your heart, Pastor Stephen, I want to, in this year, I want to establish a memorial in heaven through my giving, just like Cornelius did in the book of Acts chapter 10. Well, let the Holy Spirit lead you. But I would ask that everybody that is hearing me today, that you would do something. Now, I want to encourage you to also be faithful with your tithe, because the tithe is what allows the machinery of the ministry, the administration, our day-to-day -day operation of paying bills on time and running uh, a well-oiled machine. That's what allows us to move smoothly. So make sure you continue to honor the Lord with your tithe while you seek the Lord and sow the seed that the Holy Spirit 
is placing up your upon your heart to do glory, glory to God. And you might even want to let me know. You might want to say, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to do something special. I might, maybe you need two weeks or 10 days to get it in, but you could email me at contact at stephenbrooks.org and say, Pastor Stephen, be, be looking for it because I'm not only going to do something. I want to do something special. Every gift is special, whether it's $10 or even beyond, whether it's $5 or beyond. But sometimes, sometimes there's a person that says, I really want to build that memorial in heaven. I'm into souls. And I'm a kingdom builder. Praise God. Amen. So let me know that I can be on the lookout for your special offering. Heavenly Father, I pray for those today as they're honoring you with the tithe, being faithful and bringing it into the storehouse. I thank you, Father, that they're also going to sow a year in seed. And I thank you, Father God, that we will be able to record brand new, a half year of pure gold television programs. Now, Father, I thank you that as there is harvest and much of the harvest we'll never know until we get to heaven. We don't know how this is affecting the people in Myanmar. We don't know how this is affecting the people in Mongolia, although we know that it is and the underground church in China. But father, you know, and there will be a day when rewards are administered. And I thank you for those who have the heart to care and the love to extend a special offering. Father, bless them. We thank you for this in Jesus name. Bless them. O God with a great harvest father. Some of them, they need it quickly as they sow their seed. I thank you for a quick harvest in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Father, we thank you that you're going to meet this need. We give you all of the praise in Jesus name. And together we say, amen. My friends, once again, thank you for your support. Thank you for standing with us so that the new pure gold television programs can be produced. Glory, glory to God. Amen. Very, very exciting. And I know God's blessing you. God's blessing you so you can do things like this. So uh, you can be involved in these great outreaches, these great projects. You know, you could have a a stadium and a minister could speak in the stadium of a hundred thousand people. And that's a powerful meeting. But think that every, every week, multiple times throughout the week, we're speaking to an audience that dwarfs anything a stadium could ever hold. And I still believe that it is the, it is the greatest level of outreach that ministry can have. It's still television. I had a, a preacher uh, about a month ago. He said, Oh, he said, uh, Pastor Stephen, he said, Christian television is not as popular as it used to be. I said, Oh, I said, that's not the case. I said, uh, it may not be as hot as it used to be in America, but millions still watch it. And also in other parts of the world, it's hotter over there than it, what it was back in the 90s here in America when it was exploding. And so he wasn't too sure about all of that. Uh, and I couldn't help but notice he got invited to go onto a Christian television program. And he didn't say, oh, no. He said, you know, television is not what it used to be. He ran. <laughs> he ran to that interview. <laughs> Why? Because Christian television is still the gold standard of evangelism. But there has to be a call. And God has called me, along with others, to stand in this, this platform of reaching the multitudes of which I am deeply grateful 
for. Praise God. So we share, my friends, in the harvest together. We share in the rewards together. And I'm very, very happy about that. Now, let's take our Bibles today. And I want to talk about exceptional victory in life. Exceptional victory in life. We're going to Hebrews chapter 11. Glory, glory to God. You know, um, a little, a little side note from something I just said, it is true that in, that in Africa, that the way Christian television used to be in America in the nineties, when it was exploding with growth, that is the way it is right now in many, many parts of Africa. It is something that just people watch it all the time. They watch it on their phones. They watch it on their TVs. People are eating up Christian television. And it doesn't matter where you go in the world, whether it's Asia, whether it's South America, all of those people, even if they're below poverty line, they all have satellite dishes on their balconies or on the roof of their little houses. Even if it's a hut, it is absolutely amazing. And my friends, we're sending the word to them. Okay, so let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Today we're talking about exceptional victory in life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are moving by your spirit, that this is the church's finest hour. We thank you that you are pouring out blessing, that you're empowering your people to do great accomplishments. And we thank you, O oh God, that through this you are glorified. Father, let your Holy Spirit move now and illuminate the scriptures that it would be spiritual food that nourishes our faith. Father, we give you all of the praise in Jesus' name, and we all say amen. Praise God. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, let's drop down to verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed, how? By the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So it's almost like they came out of the invisible realm, but they came out of the spirit realm. And we know, of course, that God spoke them into existence. But everything that God spoke, everything that he created, he actually created it by faith. So if God is a faith God, which he is, and we, you and I are his children, then Therefore, we must be what? Children of faith. Woo! Praise God. In other words, like begets like. A lion begets a lion. And a chicken begets a chicken. And a dog begets a dog. But a God of faith produces children of faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My friends, Jesus came to demonstrate that we can live a life of faith. All of his needs were met all of the time, even if it took supernatural means for it to take place. This is why Christianity, in essence, is known as the faith. We might refer to sister so-and-so in the faith, or brother so-and-so in the faith, or we might say, that man right there, he is a man of faith. He is a man of God. But my friends, that is because Christianity is a faith walk. Praise God. When you are born again, you're actually born into the faith. We know that upon our salvation, God moved us out of the kingdom of darkness, and he moved us over into the kingdom of light. And in this kingdom, faith is the indispensable force for victory 
and exploits. In other words, great accomplishments that we are able to carry out in life. But it's done through faith. Praise the Lord. Matter of fact, you can't even get saved without faith because we turn over to Ephesians chapter 2 and we see a great truth. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Well, Pastor Stephen, God did it all. Well, yes, God did all of the saving, but we had to release our faith to receive what Jesus made available for us. So you can't get saved without faith, although it's available for all humanity. Jesus paid the penalty for sin, but you must release your faith and receive what Jesus appropriated for us at Calvary, and therefore salvation is received. So salvation is by faith. But you know what? Healing is also by faith. We see this very clearly in the Gospel of Matthew. This would be chapter 9, verse 20. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. That is one of the most amazing statements. Your faith has made you well. There is the area where we have our own personal responsibility concerning our destiny, God's plan for our life, and there's the area also of God and what He does. I would look at it like this. 75% of the fulfillment of our destiny is our responsibility. That's a lot. And 25% is God's. God will always do His part, but it is amazing the freedom the free will, the choice that God extends to us, and we have the choice to believe. And when you believe and use your faith, you can actually receive your healing. Jesus didn't tell that woman, I tell you what, I did the whole thing. Woo, we, uh, me and my Father and the Holy Spirit, we did it all. No, the power of God flowed through him. The power came from God. But the woman's faith is what contacted the power and caused it to flow. Your faith has made you well. A lot of believers, they're still wanting it to be maybe 1% their responsibility and 99% God's, and it doesn't work like that. We have more of a role to play than many believers have actually realized. So salvation is by faith. Healing, as we see in Scripture, is by faith. And you know what? If you want to be an overcomer, and you want to walk in exceptional victory in life, how do you get it? There's only one way. You get it also by faith. And we see this in the classic verse, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God, and that's you, overcomes the world. Therefore, my friends, you are a world overcomer. Oh, Pastor Stephen, we're just hanging around, ready to be trod under the body of the Antichrist. No, 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 no. The Antichrist is not trotting down the church. Nothing anywhere is trotting down the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That means they will not prevail against you and I. 
Hallelujah. And when we've done our job and we've preached the gospel effectively to the whole world as a witness, then, and then only then, are we free to depart? Hallelujah. But we're going out in victory. Praise God. Woo! With the church being the envy of the world in beauty and full redemptive right being reflected through every facet of its glorious apparel. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Say, I'm a world overcomer. Thank you, Jesus. And this is the victory. How do we do it? This is the victory that overcome that has overcome the world, our faith. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we can overcome everything in the world. You have to walk by faith, but there is a way to overcome. It really is. And that's very, very exciting when you know that you could win. Now, if you knew that you couldn't, and there's no need to even really try. That's a different story. But you can overcome. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the way that we do that is through our faith. So we begin to see, really, that living, the whole aspect of living as a whole is done by faith. That's just really how you govern your life. And Paul spoke about that very clearly in the book of Romans Chapter 1, verse 17. This, of course, is not the only place where this great statement is made, but we see it in verse 17. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. Now, that would be Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, who wrote it, Paul now quoting him, saying, The just or the righteous, or in other words, those who are in Christ, the just shall live. How? By faith. My goodness. Your whole life and your daily business, all of your activities, everything you do 24-7 as a Christian should be one of total and constant dependence upon God, where your faith is in Him. In a fallen world where there are many snares, many dangers, but still you can navigate through all of them safely, and you can reach the place of great accomplishments in life, and you're going to do it through faith. As a matter of fact, a major law in the kingdom of God is this, according to your faith, be it unto you. Woo, praise the Lord. So what you have faith for is what you are going to receive. Let me say this, if you are to be greatly used by God, then you need to have great faith. Pastor Stephen, I want God to use me in a great way. Okay, fine, great. Then you need great faith. Woo, praise God. So let's work on that. Hebrews chapter 11, and let's go to verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible. Look, you just can't do it. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, or the, in other words, to please God. There's no way you could do it without faith. Pastor Stephen, that message is not important. It is so important that we need to meditate on it often and let the word of faith be foremost in our mind and foremost how we govern our attitudes. Who praise you, Jesus. Matter of fact, all the patriarchs listed in Hebrews chapter 11 who obtained a good report they did it how? They, they, every single one of them did it through faith. 
And I believe when it's all said and done, you will join that pantheon of overcomers and you too will finish with a good report. Matter of fact, you're going to finish this week with a good report. You're going to go through it day by day, day by day. And by the time the week is done, you will have completed a week and it will be a good week of good report. And you just repeat and you repeat. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33 it tells us here that uh, speaking of those men and women of the Old Testament era who through faith, through faith, subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. You don't have to be a victim. You do not have to be another casualty like others, like another statistic of something that uh, a bad thing happened to. No, you can escape all of that through faith. Well, Pastor Stephen, how come uh, that doesn't happen for others? Many times they just flat out don't have a revelation of it. And thus you are now vulnerable to what all of the others are susceptible to as well. But these people through faith quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, or you could also say the, the flying bullet or the stray bullet or the bullet that's not astray. It's intentionally set, but you can still escape it. You can escape the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. It's very important that you understand in your mind that you have been designed by God in such a way that you cannot do anything successfully in life without faith. Praise God. If you want a life of great accomplishments, and I'm not talking about normalcy or just barely getting by, but if you want a life of great accomplishments, you have to remain attached to Jesus who is divine in order to draw strength and all the nourishment that will enable you to produce excellent results. Mm -mm. Praise God. This of course is John chapter 15 verses four and five. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, Unless you abide in me, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. Glory to God. My friends, that is so, so true. Well, because of this reality, we need to ask ourselves the question, how do we remain connected to the vine or what we could call the power source. There's a couple of ways. These would be the, the primary heavy lift ways. Okay. I would say that the number one, uh, number one way is through the word of God. In other words, the word of God is the food that nourishes your spirit and produces faith on the inside. And what you accomplish in life really it comes down to this. 
It depends on the amount of substance, power, and nourishment you have drawn from your time of being in the Word of God. I tell you, there are scriptures that just set your soul on fire with glory, that just set your spirit uh, alive with robust faith. Praise God. But that's what we're talking about. That inner substance, power, and nourishment, it comes from the Word. It comes from abiding in the vine. So, in other words, the substance in you determines the outcome of every, not just some, but of every situation that you face in life. Now, let me go a little bit further. How do we remain connected to the power source? Number two is through prayer. We need to be people of the Word, but we also need to be people who pray. You secure tremendous power through prayer, which, by the way, is only effective through faith. It's amazing when Scripture mentions the prayer of faith, <clears throat> the prayer of faith that will heal the sick. Did you ever catch that revelation? It's not just that we're praying for the sick. It's the prayer of faith that heals the sick. Praise the Lord. You know, if we pray and we're really praying about a situation and we, we believe God and then we get up from our prayer time and then we maybe look and get an update on the situation and maybe the situation has very negative circumstances. If we begin to act in unbelief, it nullifies all of those efforts in prayer. Wow. Praise God. So what does it mean? It means we do pray, but if we're not praying in faith, then it's not going to be effective. Look at this in the book of James chapter five. Praise God. James chapter five, verse 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus, today. Verse 13, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith, not just prayer, but the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. By the way, you get the icing on the cake with the next statement. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Oh, praise God. I know that made somebody real happy right there. Praise the Lord. My friends, the prayer of faith will save the sick. Well, Pastor Stephen, what happens if I pray and nothing happens? You're already praying in unbelief. You're already praying in unbelief. It must be the prayer of faith. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't know if I can pray like that. Well, okay, then you need to build your faith up. You must build your faith up to pray the prayer of faith. Now, do you see why for some it's not working? Do you see why some say, oh, I tried that, but nothing happened? Matter of fact, I prayed for them and they died. <laughs> well, there could be a couple factors. You could have prayed in unbelief, or maybe it was also God's time for them to go home. I've had a lot of prayer requests for people to pray that uh, grandma or mom or dad be healed. And often I'm quickened to ask, how old is your mom? How old is your dad? How old is grandmother? Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, uh, my mother's 92. 92? Are they saved? Yes. 
Do they love the Lord? Oh, yes. Well, you know, they can't live forever. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm just praying God heal them. Well, there, those get a point where the body wears out and it's time to check out and go home to your reward. Praise God. And so you have to be open to the Holy Spirit when you pray because of, uh, you know, these variables like this. But my friends, however you're praying, though, when you do pray, you need to pray in faith, especially for the sick, because it's the prayer of faith, not the prayer of unbelief or the prayer of a hope and a wishing, but it's the prayer of faith that will heal the sick. Praise God. Now, let's go a little bit further with prayer. And let's also, in order to stay tied into that power source of Jesus divine, let's also spend time praying in the spirit. I believe that many believers, of course, that are Pentecostal, charismatic, they get, they get their feet wet in this. And maybe if you have gotten up to their ankles, or maybe if you have gone out in the deeper waters of the, of the spirit, and they've gotten up to their knees. But I really do want to encourage many of you to try to extend your time of praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit is another way of drawing nourishment from the source. When you pray in the spirit, your understanding of course is going to be unfruitful. That, that's okay. But you speak mysteries in the spirit. And what does that do? That according to the word of God, it actually builds up your faith. Jude, let's go to verse 20 of the little bitty epistle of Jude. Verse 20, but you beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So praying in the spirit, getting over into that area of just speaking in tongues and praying in tongues, uh, even though your mind doesn't understand it, it is edifying and creating a powerful charge on the inside of you. I'm not much for electric vehicles. I think they're great, but I, I have no desire to own one. But I do know that if you, let's say you have a Tesla, if you don't charge it, uh, it's going to die and then it can't transport you anywhere. So all of that potential of being able to be moved about and have air conditioning and to have, uh, you know, cooling and a nice vehicle to get you somewhere. It's all useless. If the power has gone out, my friends, your faith can get weak and then maybe there is a need for that faith, but you don't want to jump in there when you can't lift it. What you want to do is build your faith so that you have a full charge and you maintain that charge. You know, we're not like batteries. The thing with batteries is that the more you charge them, as you know, but you've been, we all have iPhones or, you know, your Android or whatever it might be. We all have phones and tablets and laptops and all of this stuff. The more you charge and recharge that battery, it eventually gets to a place where it does not have that initial, initial capacity. It becomes corroded or eroded some, but it's not like that with your spirit. Paul, the apostle said, even though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You actually go stronger. You are actually increasing capacity on the inside. Praise the Lord. And of course, we also have 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14. Let me turn over there just for a moment. And this will be verse four. It says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. In other words, you build yourself up. You make yourself strong on the inside. 
Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage you to even experiment in this area. Maybe for example, you're going on a vacation. Maybe you're by yourself and you're going to drive and you have an eight hour drive and it's a real boring drive. You know, sometimes when you're on the highway, there's just not much to look at. And so you're just going, you know, down along uh, interstate and you've got eight hours. Well, maybe at the beginning you could say, you know what? I'm going to endeavor to pray in the spirit the entire way there. Now, sure, you're going to need, need to take a little break every now and then, but maybe you could say, I'm going to go for, for 30 minutes, and then uh, after that, I'll go for another 30 minutes, and maybe stop after a couple hours and stretch your legs, and just keep doing that until you get there. Maybe you need to take a lunch break and eat something, but just keep doing that, and it's incredible. I've never, now listen very carefully, I've never had once in my life a time where I've prayed in tongues for over five hours consecutively in one day. You know, I'm just kind of like going at it in one extended session. I'm not talking about like an hour here and two hours later than maybe three hours. No, I'm saying like all at once. I've never had a time where I've done that once where after that five hour mark, there, there begins to come tangible anointings that you can begin to discern things. Praise God. Uh, sometimes there's like a weightiness on your hands where the anointing begins to become in a sense tangible. And you feel like I, I, I want to lay my hands on somebody and pray for somebody. I feel like there's, there's like a power in my fingers or in my hands. They might even start to go a little bit numb or feel like they still look the same, but maybe they feel swollen. That is the anointing of God's spirit that begins to get upon you. Now get on your mind and affect your thinking in a very fruitful way. But I want to encourage you, go further in the area of praying in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. The Holy Spirit, He does, uh, he does the assisting while you pray. So your spirit is praying. You're praying in tongues. And the Holy Spirit, He's assisting you, and He's quickening you as you go. And the Holy Spirit also unveils mysteries that are deposited in the word for you to discover. And he'll bring them up. He'll bring them up while you're praying. Prayer, of course, is communion with the power source, who is Jesus and our Heavenly Father. And uh, we can only really be effective through our prayer life when we're praying in faith. That's why it's very important when you're praying in the Spirit. Now, you can get in a flow where you're praying, and maybe the Holy Spirit is taking you on a certain focus and then it'll shift. And before you know what it is, maybe there's a little blank spot before you pick up that next focus, but you're always praying in a sense where you're targeting something. Why? It allows you to apply your faith while you're praying in the spirit. In other words, although your mind is unfruitful and your spirit is being edified, but yet with your mind, you are envisioning what you're praying for. And many times the Holy Spirit will show you, especially when you're praying for longer periods of time. And you can just really lean into that in your prayer time. Sometimes your tongues can be begin to go through different phases where they become very, very strong. Maybe even the dialect or the tone would begin to change, and you just take that through. And then sometimes you pull back a little bit because now you need to rest maybe your voice or your vocal cords a little bit before you make another surge. Praise God. So my friends, let me say this. 
Every God-ordained assignment is always met, always, with opposition by the devil. But here's the good news. God has provided a way out from every single attack of the enemy. And this is what happens when troubles are mounting. The question that you need to step back and ask yourself is, where is my faith? When there's a trial, things begin to come, pressure situations, maybe they rush in all at once. You need to ask yourself, where is my faith? Why? That's how you're going to overcome. Praise the Lord. Let me show you this. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all, that's every single one of them, all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. It takes faith to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Faith is the overcomer's armor. It acts as a shield that completely surrounds you. So there's no access for the devil to shoot these arrows and reach you. It doesn't matter what direction he's trying to shoot you from, because this is a supernatural shield of faith. In other words, it's not just blocking out front and your back and your sides and your top and, you know, maybe below you is exposed. When you are in faith, that shield of faith completely surrounds you and encompasses you above, beneath, and the enemy cannot get you. Not one single arrow that he shoots can get you. Pastor Stephen, this is quite interesting. It is. I'm trying to tell you there's always a way forward. There's always a way out with God. And your way of overcoming, your way of victory is by getting your faith strong. Because there are things out there that the enemy puts these these things that are, that would be out there to bring perhaps like temptation or to bring distraction. And they could seem from a natural perspective as like, how, how do you, how do you deal with something that's that distracting? Or how do you deal with something that would seem to be almost like magnetic in nature? How do you deal with that? You deal with it by the shield of faith. And when that is up and it's up strong and you're praying and there is a place where you look at all of those things that may be previously towered over you and maybe even like taunted you, but there is a place in the Lord through the strength of the vine, through the strength of Jesus, where that faith, that shield of faith is so strong, you actually see the silliness of that stuff. And you realize how weak it actually is. And you will, you also, it's like you see how uh, not strong it is, although it would present itself to be, it's actually not. And yes, there is a place in the Lord, you could even laugh at it. Now, if you're in the flesh, and you're not really kind of like walking close to God, and you, you're not really uh, taking this serious with your faith walk, uh, yeah, it can overcome you. And then you could suffer defeat, and and then you're then you're like uh, like oh Lord come quickly Lord just let, let me die and go home to be with you I can't take it <laughs> praise God and in some ways it's not funny but what has happened in cases like that is that the person the believer has not been taught 
how to overcome. And how do you overcome? You overcome the world by faith. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So when it gets hot, when there's stuff that's like getting pretty intense, what do you do? You have to step back and ask yourself, where is my faith? Because if you can just get that shield up, he can't, the enemy can't get you with one, not even one, not even one single arrow. In some ways, the enemy can't even find you when you're walking like this. He, he's, he's trying to shoot. He, he doesn't even know where you went to. He doesn't even know where you're at. Praise God. Glory, glory to God. So again, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Praise God. Lift your hands right now for a fresh infusion of the spirit of faith that you always keep that shield polished. That is armor that you utilize. It goes all around you. Glory, glory to God. And the enemy can't get through. Lift your hands, Father, bless and strengthen your people today. I thank you that the just shall live by faith. I thank you, Father, that they take their faith walk seriously because they know that they can't please you without it. They know there is no other way to overcome. So I thank you, Father God, that they will keep their faith strong. Now we give you all of the praise. Let the words that they receive, let the spiritual bread that they consume, let it be mixed with faith. And I thank you, Father, they are going to see great accomplishments unfold in their life. Things that even puzzle people as to how they got it done. And Father, we thank you there is an element of mystery to faith, as even as Paul's talked about holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. There are elements of faith that are so even sacred, we cannot fully understand them, but we're still going to apply them. Father, bless your people. I, Father, I pray that if it, there's anybody watching me and the arrows have been getting through, they'll just stop for a moment and they'll say, where's my shield? Where is my faith? That they'll get it up quick, and then they're back in a winning position. Father, bless your people. I thank you for them. I thank you for the strength of your word working in their lives, putting them over, giving them uncommon success. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. If you're watching and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can receive him right now by believing in him and putting your faith in him. I want to ask you to do that. I'm going to pray with you in just a moment, but perhaps you're watching today and you used to be a believer and you fell away from the faith. It's time to come back to the faith. Praise God. It's time to walk with God and the Lord will restore you right now. Now let us pray together. Just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. I ask you to wash me clean with your precious blood. Jesus, save me now. Write my name in your book of life and step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. 
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I tell you what, you're not only going to make it, you're going to make it to the top. Praise the Lord. Glory. Glory to the Lord. This is not the moment of the Antichrist. This is not the moment of uh, those that would like to take the world into a totalitarian, you know, like uh, control where everything is shut down and we're just living in our houses, eating, eating uh, out of a, uh, eating cold soup out of a can. No, that's not going to happen. This is the hour of the advancement of the church. This is the hour of God's glory being invested into his people and them utilizing that great faith, which is the faith of God and seeing every dream, seeing every promise fulfilled. Woo. Praise the Lord. God's moving. God's moving. Praise God. Now let's take Holy Communion. I want to ask you, grab some grape juice, grab a little cracker, a little uh, piece of bread you can tear off. Let's take Holy Communion together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you now bless the bread and the juice. We pray over it in faith, and we set it apart as being holy. Father, we thank you for the mystery of faith. We also thank you for the mystery of communion. Father, there are certain things about communion. We don't understand all of it. We don't, we don't necessarily understand how that when we receive this, we are receiving the body and the blood of the Lord. But we thank you that through this divine mystery of communion, we are. And that it's veiled under the form of bread and juice. So, Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we thank you for strength. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for the right mindset of being overcomers and not being victims or not being those that are just sitting back waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Father, we thank you that we do not govern our lives by what we hear on the news. And in most cases, we shouldn't even be listening to the news. But Father, we're listening to the good news of the gospel and the truth of your word. We thank you, Father God, that we are feeding on eagles food as we now receive the Lord's holy body. Let's partake together. You know what communion is? It is the food of the overcomer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is the meal of those who tie in to the triumph that Jesus won at Calvary for us. Praise God. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. It's mighty cleansing power. We thank you, Father God, that as we journey into this week, we go into it by faith. And our prayers will be prayed in faith. And our actions will be governed by faith. Father, we thank you that it will be done according to us as we believe. Therefore, we believe for breakthroughs. We believe for increase. We believe for healing. We believe for souls. We believe for the gifts of the Spirit. We believe, oh God, for the supernatural of you to be manifested in our lives. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us partake now of the Lord's holy blood. Praise the Lord. Glory, 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 
Glory to the Lord. Build your faith up. Have great faith. You're going to do great things. Again, thank you for sowing into the Pure Gold television programs. We're going to record a half year of brand new programs. And I just want to say thank you for standing with us. Sow your best seed in faith. Believe God for a harvest and trust God that you will finish this year in an exceptional way that brings him great glory. Heavenly Father, bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks for watching. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Bye-bye.